Listening Dog Media. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Hear him. Breathtaking. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman, and I suppose the not-so-happy Lindsay Hooper. Very much not so happy. That is the worst Wolves performance against Brighton all season. All season long. It was it was just limp. I, I don't even know what else to say about it, to be honest with you. But that's, that's Wolves, isn't it? We, we talked about this before, didn't we? Saying about when they play, you know, the supposedly like not so glamorous teams, they, mm. they seem to struggle. But, you know, it's Brighton, you know, and I can't say anything about Brighton. They beat Arsenal, they beat Tottenham, and now they're going to beat you, you know, so it's... Uh, it's not exactly a massive surprise, is it? It wasn't so much about their performance, it was about our lack of performance and going out with a whimper. There was just no, there was no idea, there was no clue. For the first time as well, I've, I've actually seen some momentum on social media about Bruno Large and, and maybe he doesn't know as much as we think he does, which I think is a bit harsh, um, given where we managed to get to this <laughs> season. But, oh, it, it doesn't feel good to end a season, if it continues in the fashion that it is, in that way, um, I think we would then come into next season really not expecting too much. But when when you look at your, like your league position, you're not like far away, are you? The results have not been that bad against the top teams. But the biggest warning of all, David, I think, is what Sheffield United did. They had a season under Chris Wilder where they did very well, similar to what Wolves did, where they didn't score many goals. They won a lot of games by one goal to nil. And ultimately, it catches up with you. You might be able to get through that for the majority of a season, but you have to have um, goal scorers in your team. You have to have plan Bs. You have to have a different way of breaking teams down, especially once they've got used to you and worked you out. Honestly, that's how bleak it felt on Saturday. I was just thinking, where do we go from here? Isn't it crazy how quickly uh, the fans can turn against the manager, though, isn't it? I mean, he's done fantastic all season. And now all of a sudden, you're hearing this stir on social media of not so much get him out, but it's... I mean, it's not his fault. He doesn't have enough personnel. You know, if people are thinking and looking Mm. at West Ham right now and saying, wow... What they've achieved is incredible because they don't have a very big squad. I've lost count of the amount of times that I've done a live hit around the world for Match Day Live. I have a programme in my hand and every time it's Wolves, you know how they have the teams on the back of the programme and it's Wolves versus someone and our team is short and everyone else's is longer than ours every single time. I haven't seen a shorter squad than Wolves squad. Um, and that's been for about three seasons. Right. So they need to bring in players desperately. They need to refresh the first team squad. They need marquee signings and they need backup signings. It's got to be a huge summer. Otherwise, I think you can't carry on. You can't carry on in the way that we've been trying to succeed. It's asking too much of any manager with with what you've equipped them with. But you spoke about West Ham and um, Arsenal go and beat them. I thought Rob Holding was brilliant. Yeah, you know, and especially after when he, he got subbed, didn't he, in the last game. Mm-hmm. And that was his first game back for quite a while, got took off at half-time. But then to come in and step in for Ben White, no, he, he was brilliant, man of the match, he scores a goal, his first goal. 
and it was a, a good performance. It weren't brilliant, if I'm honest. You know, it's two set pieces, two defenders scoring the goals. Um, Fabianski had a, a couple of little saves, not not like amazing saves, but just the perfect result for Arsenal. Ben White having the tight hamstring, you felt an, an anxiety, I thought. There was a nervousness around the, the build-up to the game when the team sheets were released. And I felt that from fans. Uh, Rob Holding doing what he did, I thought, was brilliant. And I think you need to know that. You need to know that if you haven't got Ben White in the side, Kieran Tierney in the side, some of the, the stable players, that others that come in can do a job. Um, and you said about it being about the defenders in this one. Obviously, Gabriel, I think he's the highest scoring centre-back in the Premier League this season with four goals. I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I don't think that's uh, that's bad at all to be yeah. able to you know, mix it around the squad, not always rely on Smithrow, Saka. I also think Nketiah coming into the side, not only what he's given in terms of, I thought that was a brilliant performance from him against West Ham, even though he didn't score or get an assist, I thought he played really well. And we saw in previous games that he's needed a run to really build his confidence up and, and to get into this side. But the knock-on effect of his inclusion, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but him coming in, means Lacazette can't get in the squad, which means the captaincy on the pitch in the last four games has gone to Odegaard and they've won three out of those four. And I don't yeah. think that's a coincidence. I think that his leadership has been just what Arteta needed. I never saw Lacazette as a natural leader, as it were. I think he led by example in the way that he was trying to play at times. But mm -hmm. this is a player that issues instructions and that is really the voice box for Arteta once the game's underway. When I saw that he was captain again, Lynn, straight away, I was like, oh, I wonder how old he is. And I think he's about 24, isn't he? And I thought to myself, that's a good age. It's a good young captain to take over that. And uh, yeah, like I said, with, with um, Lacazette, he's out of contract. We don't know what's happening with him yet. It's very rare that your captain normally lets his, his contract run out. you know. So in Odegaard, I think there's a good seed being planted there for a, a really good captain of Arsenal. Being a captain's not so much on the pitch, it's off the pitch as well. But in that midfield, I've, I've always felt that either a centre-forward, uh, the centre-half or midfielder player, they're, they're the best for the captaincy because they can communicate so much better with the rest of the team. I just you know, noticed and, and it as well. His performances, to be fair, have been brilliant since then. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I absolutely did spot that he was issuing a lot of instructions. Um, it was one of those things that I hadn't spotted so much in the first couple of games that he he was captain but yeah against West Ham I absolutely did I another interesting thing about this David which is why I thought it was an even bigger result for Arsenal is that Spurs had played first they'd laid down the marker beaten Leicester and I thought well this is it this is yeah. this is whether Arsenal crumble or not because we've seen them before when the pressure's been on they haven't been able to do it but they did so you'd think now um, Arteta must be feeling a bit more comfortable than two weeks ago about his chances. Yeah definitely and and going into this weekend's games obviously then the the North London dives after that if you look at the games like Arsenal have got Leeds and Tottenham have got Liverpool away it could be five points the difference the North London derby a bit immaterial. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, but it's you know it's um, it's teared it up nicely for that. But you know when you look at it, it could be five points the difference, and that could be a great boost for Arsenal. You're getting a little bit ahead, I think, with with those point gaps because I think this weekend 
obviously Leeds have got so much to play for. They've been dragged in, haven't they? I mean, this is a game where you're going to be absolutely splitting two, aren't you? Watching this <laughs> one. I know. I, d- I don't know who I want to win the most. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that if you want if you want to see Leeds in the Premier League next season, you might have to bat Leeds in this one. Do Tottenham play at Liverpool before Arsenal? Yes, so they I play, think they they do, play they? Yeah. again, yeah. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> Because if Tottenham get beat, I'll let Arsenal get beat as well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I I saw Everton win and Burnley win, I was like, oh no, we're right back in it. And and when you look at it, you're thinking, we are struggling because Leeds have got some tough games coming up as well. How do you think Sean Dyche is feeling? I know you said, Linz, you know, no chance now. I know. Keep on bloody winning. What's going on? With the Sean Dice thing, (laughs) uh, the way that that's happened, Burnley are now playing with a bit of confidence, they've had a few great wins. That's why I'm even more worried about Leeds. When Jesse Marsh came in, he had an effect. All right, we got beat by Man City for uh, Ellen Road, and that can happen at any time, but... Yeah, as Ben Foster said, playing those guys, you can get naughty. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, and... You know, now, and now with Cooper not making it last weekend. Stuart Dallas. He's got um, a fractured femur, hasn't he? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so, you know, there's there's more injuries again. I'm just worried about the confidence in the team. I, I hate to say it. I've I was going to say, though, talking going back to the Arsenal thing, but did anyone notice the, the post-match interview with uh, Rambo and uh, Holding? And he said, yeah. um, I'm trying to think what the, the, yeah, the, the punchline was, it, well, it only took six years and a new hairline. He got to Turkey and got his hair done. <laughs> I've scored a few Carabao Cup goals, but it's nice to get my prim- first Premier League goal. And uh, yeah, I hope we can build on that now and get some more. It only took six years and a new six hairline. Six years. And- <laughs> Come on, mate. No. It's a sense of Oh no, I can't believe Rambo outed him. (laughs) Love it, love it. The sense of humour as well from the Arsenal fans was brilliant because when we spoke about Rob Holding earlier, did you hear the chant? Because obviously he's been such an impact player and come off the bench so many times. No one's used to seeing him start. But when he has been called upon, he's done really well. And And he started in this game against West Ham. And then at some point in the second half, um, they started. They started chanting for Rob Holding to come on, even though he was already on the pitch. Did you notice that? <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> I see. Well, no, I bet when I bet when Rob Holding uh, saw the team sheet and he saw that Antonio wasn't playing, I bet he was like, "Oh yes, yeah. I'll do." Because <laughs> he's a handful. You know, I'm so glad that you know that it came in between the two European games that they've um, that they've got. You know, because I think obviously he was being rested, and even when Antonio came on in, in in the second half, he was causing problems, which he does. But it was a good performance. It was a great result and a good performance by Arsenal. Mm. Some more news from this week, and the timing was interesting because apparently they wanted to wait to the summer, but Liverpool announced Jurgen Klopp's new contract, um, which clearly is going to be huge for them to hold on to him for another two years. It does mean as well, David, that um, his and Gerard's contracts aren't in sync anymore. Um, Gerard's, Gerard's going to have to put another two <laughs> yeah. years on at Aston Villa. Yeah. Don't, don't be surprised if all of a sudden Stevie Gerrard signs a new one with Villa. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's great news for Liverpool. You know, and yeah, I watched them last night in the Champions League and second half, they were amazing. Um, first half, I was like, who's this team? 
it didn't look like a Liverpool team, did it? You know, they weren't passing it together. They were loose, you know, and going in 2-0 down. I was like, whoa, game on. And then I think Jürgen had a rant at them and um, and sorted them out for the second half. But no, it's great news for Liverpool. I'm sure all Liverpool fans are, are so happy that he's staying for even longer. Have I made this up in my head? But wasn't it down to his wife that, that he's got uh, he signed the new contract? And his, yeah, his, his he said his wife of... said, I want to, yeah, she wanted to stay. So he said that played into it. But yeah. that came first, and he said, "But I enjoy being in the club as well." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not just under yeah. the thumb. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. All Liverpool fans, if they see Jurgen's wife around, need to be really nice to her. Don't give us some poor customer service, whatever you do over yeah. the next few few months. Um, but yeah, I, I thought well, she was trending yeah. on Twitter, wasn't she, for the next day? Yeah. <laughs> oh, was she? Yeah, she no. was. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool ought to offer her a contract. Never mind Jurgen. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was interesting as well that all of the news of his contract extension then sparked off at Manchester City and Pep and that he might have another year because between these two and I think this sums up the rivalry doesn't it is whatever they do we've got to now respond and react and the questions started coming in straight away to Pep in his next press conference um the last thing that I saw I think they're muting that it's going to be another year extension for him that wouldn't surprise me. In those two managers, I think you've got the best two managers that are producing unbelievable football. That's possibly the best that you've ever seen in the Premier League. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that Man City will, uh, will respond to Jürgen's signing. And I'm sure Pep will be very happy. <laughs> and the big question as we record this is, are they going to respond to their Champions League performance and get past Real Madrid? Because we know that Liverpool are in it. Is it going to be oh. an All-England final? Uh, it's going to go out of date, by the way, guys, very quickly. But um, if it is an All-England final, I think that Liverpool... I don't know. I think they prefer Real Madrid in a way. Because in, in both of the Premier League matches, despite getting something out of the game, I think City have been dominant. They've dominated possession, chances, op- you know, yeah. creativity in the game. And somehow Liverpool came out 2-2 in both. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I don't want Real Madrid to go through at all. Obviously, I want City. You know, even last night, I was wanting Liverpool to go through. But it's just amazing for the Premier League as well. You know, if you do get two two teams like that battling it out again in a Champions League final. Has Luis Diaz been the best January signing? Oh, yeah, good shoutings. When he came on, he affected the game so much. Because when I was watching the game, I was thinking that maybe he was going to take a midfielder off and bring Henderson on. But then he took Jota off and put him on. It didn't look like that that was the problem. It looked like it was in midfield, but he changed the game. That's possibly one of the best January signings for a long, long time. And it was only Spurs' pursuit of him that made it happen when it did. He signed on the 31st of January. They were going to wait till the summer, weren't they? And then Spurs started really trying to chase his signature from Porto instead. And and then that made Liverpool do the deal. But I think that could be key to whatever they go on to win. When you look at everything they're still in, in play for... All these trophies. I think the freshness. What's still on? Yeah, the freshness <laughs> of having someone from January. I think he could be key to getting them over the line on a, on a few things. Yeah, you know, and, and I keep thinking to, to, to myself like, you can't win all four. But then when you look at it, you're thinking they've got a great chance. I don't think mm-hmm. they'll win the Premier League now. I think. Yeah. That, don't forget, you know, it's only it's, it's it's only one game in the FA Cup, and they can easily yeah. do that. They've already done that against Chelsea. Chelsea aren't in the greatest of form. They've got. F- Pretty easy games to, up until the end of the league. 
in just a one-off game, I fancy Liverpool over City against anyone. How does that make you feel as a Manchester United fan? I swear, like Manchester must be so frustrated that Liverpool got a chance and beating their treble. They, they must be like crying. If Liverpool do it, don't go to Manchester on your holidays. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to anyway, personally. But, um. I can't see Liverpool winning the Premier League now. I think the fact that City are in front, I think they will hold on to that. I think whoever was in front at this point would go on to win. I, mean, I think Liverpool's biggest game is going to be this Tottenham game, Spurs, isn't it? Yeah. Thought you were going to say Southampton there, David. Thought you were going to say Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. That's screaming 9-0, yeah. isn't it? Screaming 9-0. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, the Straight disrespect. for the jugular. <laughs> Seaman says with Safe Style. The great saves you can't beat Safe Style. Right, guys, it's time for our save of the week with Safe Style. This week there was two contenders. Um, obviously, Jordan Pickford springs to mind straight away, but don't forget Aaron's save, Aaron Ramsdale's save from the corner, which was a really quick reaction above his head and scooped it out. But I don't know whether to go for save of the week or header of the week. <laughs> Jordan Pickford obviously made the save of the week when he went for the first shot. I think it was Mount. Mount hit the post and Jordan's gone across his goal to cover that. He's hit the post, gone across the other side, hit the post again, come out. Oh, and he come in and smacked it. But Jordan, you know, he's doing what we do every week in mm. training. You know, we practice that sort of thing where it's called rebounds. You, you go one way and then you sprint across your goal to the other side. And uh, it was a brilliant save. You know, he got both hands on it. It's one of these saves that whenever I'm coaching and I always hear goalkeepers talking about being set. Being set means being balanced and your head focused on the ball when, it, when it's actually struck. But when you watch that save with Jordan, his feet and body weren't set at all because he was just racing across his goal. And I even saw Neville Southall talking about it, you know, and, and Neville was saying, yeah, but I felt he was out of control. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but I know I know where Nev's coming from because, you know, Jordan, like, he, he made the save and then went straight into the goal, <laughs> into the side netting. And I know what Neville's on about. He's saying about that he could have controlled himself a bit better and got a bit more mm. balanced and in that on, on his kipper. But it was a fantastic <laughs> save. But we've got to talk about the header straight afterwards. <laughs> oh, that was like a full-blooded. There's only one place more that that hurts more. <laughs> <laughs> And both of them make your eyes water. <laughs> yeah. But bo- both of them make your eyes water, as we say in Yorkshire. <laughs> and, and to be fair to Jordan, eight, eight smite team like straight in the mush. And all right, he, he went down and, that, and, that, and, that, and that's why I'm going to let him off. Because he made a save about a minute later that was one of the saves of the week for the cameras. <laughs> it was a proper camera save. It was all a straight at him. His celebration from Rudiger know, for the camera. I, know. And he's, I, thought you know, he, I thought he was going to turn into the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I thought he was going to come out of his own chest the way that he was <laughs> Robin Red resting it. <laughs> he does. He does give you that expression. You know, but he's, you know, but his, 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 his initial save was brilliant. There's, there's no getting away from it. And. Um, you know, it was a, a very, very special save of the week. And that's certainly in there for save of the season, no doubt. That was save of the week with Save Style. For great saves, you can't beat Save Style. Seaman 
says with Say Style, the UK's number one for windows and doors, the Fantasy Football League. Right, guys, let's do fantasy. And straight away, notice that um, Adam's had a very good week. Keep it all quiet there. Yeah, well, I I, I put my faith in the um, the front three of, of of Spurs. Sorry, David of Spurs, and uh, and I, I put my captaincy on on Son because he's having he's having. Well, not just a, a goal return, but his involvement with his goals at the moment and, and being pretty much the assist or the goal scorer for most yeah. goals that go in. And then I was a little bit put off that Kulosevsky didn't start, but he came on and he got his assist as well. And they absolutely bossed it. So I think that's pretty much where where my points came from. And uh, Van Dijk and Ward-Prowse did me proud. I haven't changed my team for about four or five weeks. Um, you know, it's one of those where I've got my I've got my flip flops and I've got my beach ball. Are you saying that just to insult Callum? Callum, I, I look look, I beat you again, but I didn't even change my team. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, you didn't just beat him; you doubled his score. <laughs> Do you know what's even At worse? Least. I used. I used my free hit this week. Did you? Oh my gosh, Callum. No way. Yeah. You really oh, you need did? Lessons. Yeah. You really need some lessons in this. Um, I left... Definitely peaks last week. I mean, there's yeah. no way. If I'd have changed my team four weeks ago, there's no way I'd have kept Varane in. Um, and then he went and got 14 me 14 points. points. Yeah, of course. Oh. But I wouldn't have had him in my team. <laughs> Definitely not. But have you have you seen in the, the overall fantasy league at the top of that? Have you seen how tight that is? Ooh. In our league, yeah, the invisible wall just about doing it, James Twiddle. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I think he was second last week, so he's actually moved. No, no, places. he's been he's been first for a while. It's um second place has had a great week and now there's yeah. only four points between them, so he's closed the gap. Ah. So it's neck and neck for the last few weeks. Is there any chance that the top player could double Callum's score overall? I don't think so. They'd need 3,400 <laughs> All right, Lindsay, come on. <laughs> don't bite. Don't bite, Carl. <laughs> I wish you were in the lakes I fished. I'd easy catch you. <laughs> you need to get 1,000 points in three weeks. <laughs> Maybe Matt is not a strong point there. <laughs> no. I was just... <laughs> but she got the reaction that she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she just went like, oh, come on. <laughs> this is Seaman Says with David Seaman. Right, let's have a look at uh, games this weekend and straight away, Arsenal versus Leeds. Massive game for both teams. Arsenal Leeds are Sunday, so Liverpool Tottenham's on the Saturday, isn't it? So. Hopefully, Tottenham have got beat and then Arsenal don't need to win. Leeds need the three points just as much as what Arsenal do. So if Tottenham lose this weekend, I'll allow my support to waver towards the mighty Leeds. (laughs) 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 Only a little bit more. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's a a big game. It's a big game for Arsenal because obviously we need to um, we need to stay away from Spurs because we, we could do with getting that, that gap even more you know and then a five point gap going into the, the North London derby will be a great confidence booster for Arsenal because knowing that if you get a draw or win that you've almost certainly secured fourth place I fancy Arsenal in the uh, North London derby yeah I think that's yeah, the totally first time agree. I've thought that as well going into it now 
even now, even if, if Tottenham get something at Liverpool, I still feel that Tottenham will fear us more than what we fear them, even though it's at Tottenham. So what I'm interested in, because the Arsenal-Leeds game, is uh, it's a podcast school trip. We're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be there. And uh, so, David, you're actually going to cheer on, on Leeds? Do you know Are what? You? There's or... not a bet. There's not a better time to get one of them Roy Keane scarves. You know they're half and half. <laughs> Make your mind up. <laughs> I don't have to, Roy. <laughs> I'm getting a half and half scarf. <laughs> the, the, there's a couple of pundits that I've worked with this week, and both have said they think Leeds are going down. It's not looking good, you know. It's the injuries that we've got again. You know, Cooper missing. Dallas with his his break, you know, he's, he's out for the rest of the season. You know, you look at Bamford as well. The confidence is not right again. Mm. You know, like it, that was a crushing defeat I felt against City. And as much as as Leeds had quite a bit of the possession, they didn't create. You know, it weren't like Edison was making a load of saves and everything. Um, but we'll see where how he goes on Saturday, and you'll see what sort of mood I'm in when I turn up on Sunday. <laughs> 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 Spurs aren't beating Liverpool. They just aren't. I know. We say that, but they have done. They'd have beaten Liverpool they have done in, the past. in the first half against Villarreal. That that Liverpool. Yeah, they'd exactly. Have beaten them. If that Liverpool turns up against Spurs, then that could be trouble. They're they're on for the quad. So <laughs> hopefully that's the proper motivation to smash Spurs. <laughs> in fact, it's at Anfield. I, th- I think if this one had been the other way round, it had been at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think there would be a lot more jeopardy going into the the final few weeks. And looking at the other game, the Man City versus Newcastle. When I saw Liverpool's result, I thought that was a good result against a, a Newcastle side that's now full of confidence. Players are, are playing to their ability. But do I think Man City will struggle with this? No. What do you think of the job that Eddie Howe's done? I think he's done well. Uh, for me, he, he's been brilliant. You know, because... Yeah, because it's not... It, I think if he went there and I think everybody... Well, I, I certainly felt that he was almost like an interim manager, weren't he? Mm. If he keeps them up, then they're probably going to change him anyway. But now you're thinking he's got them playing a certain way. And he's got them playing with confidence. And what was it, seven on, on a, in a row or something that they won? And mm-hmm. he's he's got the fans back on side, which, yeah. is, which has been huge, I think, because they're all buying into what he's doing and the way that he wants to play. I, I still insist, I think he's done a brilliant job and I think he could get them into the, the top seven. But if Newcastle have ambitions to get into the top four, I'm not sure that he can do that. They'll be much closer next season. Mm-hmm. I think he'll still be there for that. It's how it goes after that. If they start signing some real big players and start having a real goal to actually win the league, then it might change. But I think for now, you know, it, like you say, he's done a brilliant job. There's no doubt about it. You know, to get Newcastle to where they are now, with the fans behind again, and it now being hard to go to Newcastle, whereas before it was, you were thinking, oh, it's Newcastle this should be a good chance of getting three points. But he's, he's changed all that. So can you see Eddie Howe managing, like, big... A title-winning side. And a title-winning mm. team. Yeah, exactly. Or a title, yeah, a, a team going for the title. You never know. Give him a go. That's what I say. Mm. Right, time for predictions. And I'm glad I brought this up, because this week I've actually ended up on top. You have. <laughs> I beat you by a point, Lynn. You did. <laughs> One, two, three, four correct scores, one exact score for you, and I think you got three correct scores and one exact yeah. score. Yeah. 
when we do the predictions, put Lynn's on mute. I'll say her scores. I <laughs> <laughs> don't want any of those tactics coming into the end of the season, like Everton fans setting off fireworks <laughs> yeah, outside hotels. None of that, thank you. Oh, yeah. That always happens, you know. That that used to happen in my day. There'd be fire alarms going off, people banging on your door, all sorts of things they tried. I don't yeah. like that. If you can't the worst one is the fire alarm. Square, then get off. Fans outside the ground with like bibbing their hooters and everything and oh I've seen it all. The worst one is the fire alarm though, because then you've got to go outside <laughs> and you're like Of course you know, you, you've been asleep <laughs> and you don't really want to go. We used to say no. Mind you, I don't know whether I should say this, but if you smell burning, run. (laughs) 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 Because it used to happen all the time. And Liverpool, you know, and Merseyside was the worst as well. Manchester was bad as well. That that was just a burglar alarm. (laughs) 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 Where? I, I couldn't cope with that. Did that happen a lot then, David? You're you're saying it as if it was a regular occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get used to it? Oh, Surely yeah, you can't definitely. perform if you've not had good sleep. Some of the managers, the hotel managers, would turn the fire alarm off. They know that at what sort of time it was going to happen. Sometimes you get it and it'd just be a quick one, but it's because like in the hotels, the, the, the alarms are in your room, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. It proper wakes you up as well. But no, it, it did. It happened a lot. And Leeds. I remember it happening at Leeds a few times as well. Being out in the car park at Leeds. Because it was proper going off. <laughs> The problem is, is the more that we talk about it, the more idiots are going to go, ooh. <laughs> we can't like, try <laughs> give people that. ideas, isn't so, it? So, you yeah, know what exactly. I would do as a manager? I, I would split the team up and they'd go in pairs to all different hotels. Don't put them all in the same <laughs> hotel. <laughs> I think the players might like that. Who'd <laughs> <laughs> be able to go missing? <laughs> I know, but it's, yeah, it's... Um, it's always been a problem. It was a it was a problem even abroad as well. You know, like I say, we had fans outside the hotel with fireworks and. I don't like this side of it. I would like us to move on, please. Don't I don't I don't want no. to hear about all these uh, yeah, antics. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay has spoken. <laughs> I, I think you should go first, then, Lindsay. Yeah, I don't mind getting us started. Over to you. Otherwise, I just feel like they're all yeah. cheats. Like, who's going to be outside hotels for all these matches? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brentford Southampton's a safe one. Like, no one's going to be up to no good. So, um... Seaman says, this week's predictions. Brentford Southampton, three o'clock on Saturday. I think it will be tight. And I'm going to go for a one-all draw. I'm, I'm thinking Brentford are, they're strong at the moment I'm going to go for a 2-0 Brentford win sorry I, <laughs> oh. I saw your face then oh. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't dream of it <laughs> he's getting his fireworks ready for, for exactly. <laughs> yeah. next up is Burnley against Villa and I'm desperate for Villa to win, if I'm honest. Um, but can I see that? No. Burnley, are, they're strong. And when you've got a strong Burnley team with confidence, there can be trouble. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 Burnley win. I'm going the other way. I'm going 2-1 Villa. Please be right. 
I'll let you have that point. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Wolves, geez. Oh, where do oh. we start with this one? Um, <laughs> Wolves could be good in this game, Lynn, because it's a proper game for them. No. You know what they're like? Oh. Like Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> I think they will be tighter. I don't think the defence will be as bad as it was at Molyneux on Saturday. And I've, I've seen lines from Connor Cody as well coming out this week that, you know, they want to show some fight. They don't want to go down their season to spiral downwards. Um, but I think Chelsea are going to be too strong. 2-0 Chelsea. I'm going to play Mark Desmond. I'm going to go 2-2 two, two Linz. Next up is Palace against Watford. I can only see a Palace win here. You know, the Palace is strong. I'm going to go for... 2-0 Palace. If Watford don't get something in this, they're relegated on Saturday. So I think they're going to show a bit more fight than you're giving them credit here. Mm. They're still going to go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... There's the knockout blow. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I might go my Desmond. I might go 2-2. Two -two. Nice. Uh, Brighton Man United... I've been I've been at this before at the Amex where they've beaten Man United. Um, this is five thirty on Saturday. Um, one nil United. I know, but like Brighton, I've got to hold my hands up here because like I had them like for relegation, and and I've been saying that like quite a bit all the way through the season, and the performances that they've been putting in recently have just been unreal. Um, and then on the flip side of that, I watched the Man United game, the last home game. And it was like a testimonial. <laughs> you know, there, was, there was players like getting a round of applause. They wanted about 10 substitutions with the amount of players that are leaving, apparently. <laughs> well, Brilliant. everyone aside from Jesse Lingard. <laughs> yeah. 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 Brother. yeah. I, still, I still feel that Man United will be too strong. I'm going to go 2-1 Man United. One of the big ones this weekend, Liverpool Spurs, 7.45 Saturday night. Um, I can't see past Liverpool in this one. It's at Anfield. But I think Spurs will give them a, a bit of a fright. I think Spurs go 1-0 up and Liverpool go on to win 2-1. 2-1. I'd please be right. I really want Spurs to get beat this game because then it makes it a little bit easier for our next prediction. But... I'm going to go for a 3-1 Liverpool win. Although I still feel Tottenham might surprise us. The next game up is Arsenal versus Leeds. Um, I don't, yeah, it, it, for me, it depends on how Spurs get on. But if I'm honest, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Arsenal win. 3-0 for me. Whoa, right. Leicester Everton... Uh, this is 2 o'clock on Sunday. Come on, Lester. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I'm tempted to go with another Desmond here, 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Next up is Norwich against West Ham. And How many goals? Yeah, I'm going to go for a, com a comfortable win and I'm going to go for 3-0 West Ham. Oh, that's what I was going to go for. <laughs> I'll go 2 0 West Ham. Nor Norwich are done now, aren't they? They've gone. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've so, gone. They've yeah. Gone. Could have told you that um, at the start of the season, though. <laughs> <laughs> Man City, Newcastle to finish off. Yeah. 
this that's not as easy as what it, it was, is it? No, I'm going to go 3-1, Man City. That's a good shout, that. I'll go... I'll go 2-0, Man City. Because yeah, the, the, New, the Newcastle are a totally different Newcastle now. Um, you know, and as we saw, even against Liverpool, they, you know, they made it really hard. Um, but I think their yeah, defence is still got. a bit shoddy, though. It can be. Yeah, so I'll go. I'll go two nil. It's gearing up to be a really exciting end of the season, Lindsay. Anyway, thanks for joining us this week. Don't forget to leave us a review on your podcast platform and give us a follow on social media at Seaman Podcast. See you all next week. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network.